Hey, it's Emily Williams here, the founder of I Heart My Life, and you are host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 110, Top Lessons from the Last Dance and Michael Jordan's Example of Success. So today's episode is inspired by the incredible documentary called The Last Dance. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It follows the Bulls and Michael Jordan um, along their journey, in particular their final year and the path that Michael Jordan paved for basketball in particular, how he actually showed up and created the success that he experienced, how he went down in history as pretty much the world's greatest player in all time. And I was really surprised how into this documentary I actually got. And I was literally sitting on the couch with my husband watching this, taking notes, because I knew I needed to record this episode after seeing even just a first, the first few uh, couple episodes. It was so powerful for me to see and witness and the way that they broke down some of the traits of Michael Jordan and uh, displayed how he was able to get such huge results was really fascinating. And I know that we can take what he taught us and apply it to our own lives and businesses, um, even if we're not basketball players. (laughs) So that's what this episode is all about. So let's go ahead and dive in. This episode was sponsored by the I Heart My Life Mastermind. The I Heart My Life Mastermind is perfect for you if you already have a business and you're looking to scale. We cover tons of different topics. We cover marketing strategy, revenue planning, team processes, everything you need in terms of mindset, high performance, really taking care of yourself as well as your business, events, publicity. We literally have seven coaches under one umbrella to support you and give you the answers to all of your burning questions. We host regular weekly workshops where you get your personal questions answered. We have retreats. You have a private Slack channel where you get to ask questions 24-7. You have an extensive resource bank that helps you put in place our cash method in your own business and much, much more. This is one of the most inventive programs around. I don't know anyone else offering the service that we provide. So if you are interested in growing your business and transforming your life, definitely book a call with us to learn more. Go to iheartmylifebooking.com and learn more about the I Heart My Life Mastermind. So Michael Jordan is not somebody who I followed regularly in the 90s. In the 90s, I was a teenager. And although I did play basketball, I wasn't an avid Bulls fan. I didn't really know what was happening behind the scenes. I didn't know about any of the drama. I didn't even know about his dad being murdered. And so there was a lot that was new to me as I was watching this documentary. But the main thing that I was looking out for was just how he was able to do what he did and create what he's created now, which is a billion dollar brand. And one of the things that really stood out to me about him was obviously his drive, but also his relationships with other people. And so I'm going to touch on some of the key elements that I think are super important and powerful for all of us to take a look at as we're moving forward on our own journey to the success that we desire to create. So whether that's an athletic career, whether it's owning a business, whether it's just growing as a speaker or a writer, whatever it may be. We can take all of these incredible examples of of Michael Jordan and, and everyone else on the team and really apply them to our own life. 
So basically, as I was watching this documentary, I was taking notes and writing down different uh, snippets of Michael's story and what I was observing episode by episode. And so I'm just going to go through some of the things that stood out to me uh, with the hopes that it resonates with you as well. So one of the things that stood out first and foremost was Michael's ability, and I guess I should say desire to do things himself. And so what I noticed very early on in the documentary that I I definitely resonated with was there were times where people were not showing up as their best selves. So whether it was Scottie Pippen or anyone else on the team, and Michael simply took matters into his own hands. And I know I've experienced this over the past few years in my company, especially as I've been building my team. And my team is absolutely incredible. And if someone were to quit tomorrow, if someone were to get sick, if something were to happen, I would take matters into my own hands. And I think for those of us who run businesses, sometimes that can feel like a lot of pressure. But I also see with the law of polarity, I see that there's another side to the spectrum. It's this amazing opportunity that we have to actually take matters into our own hands. We get to create whatever it is we want to create. We get to make the amount of money that we desire to make. And I think that's such a blessing and such a gift when we choose to look at it that way. Now, like I said, there is always a flip side. There's this element of, you know what, putting I'm putting pressure on myself. I need to do it all. I can't outsource. I can't delegate. No one can do it as good as me. And in Michael's case, that was pretty much the truth. He was the best. And what I recognized later on in the documentary, it was uh, in episode four, there was a period of time where his coach wanted to get him to pass the ball to another player. Because what we realized, what they realized was that everyone was guarding Michael and everyone expected him to take the game winning shot. And so they had to do the unexpected and they had to pass to somebody who was open. And that wasn't Michael. And so he had to pass to that other player right? And that ended up winning the game for them when he chose to utilize someone else on the team. So Michael was quoted in the documentary saying, his first thought was, there's no I in team, but there is in win. (laughs) But he had to start to change his thinking. And he said it took a while for them to gel as a team. It took a while for him to trust other people that, you know, they could make the shot. They didn't always need him. And I think it's the same thing in business, especially those of us who start off with personal brands and we start off doing everything ourselves. You know, there is an I and win. And we come in with that mentality and think it's all about us. But we quickly realize that that's only going to get us so far. So what brought us here is not going to get us there. And that a big component of that there is team. This is something I've had to realize big time this year. I've had to realize that me holding onto the reins so tight of my company and feeling like I'm the only one that can do things and not training people properly and not building relationships, that's actually suffocating the brand. That suffocates the company. It can't actually grow. It can't score that game-winning free throw. And so I think it's really important that, of course, we have the I'll do it myself mentality, so to speak, in the beginning, because we get things done, but that will only take us so far. And we realize that all that pressure on the one person, right, just like the defense that Michael was experiencing, all that pressure, that means that we can't take all the shots. That means that we can't score when it counts. That means that we're not always going to be available. And so we have to start to rely on other people. 
The other thing that I noticed about Michael throughout the documentary was that he didn't care if people didn't like him. He just wanted to win. That was his mentality. Like he would literally do anything to win. And I didn't think, and at least from my perspective, I didn't think it came off in a negative way. It just showed his passion for the game. And frankly, it was like, this is my job. This is what I was put on this planet to do. This is what I was put on this team to do. This is what I was hired to do. And so I'm going to win. And he didn't care if he was rude to his teammates. He didn't care if other players didn't like him. He didn't care if the coach didn't like him. Whatever it was, he was there to win. And you couldn't fault him for that because he was there to also make everyone else better. He had high standards for his team and had high expectations of them. And that's because he had high expectations of himself. And so I was talking to James about all of this and he said, you know, you're the same in that you have really high expectations for the team. You have high expectations for the clients. And oftentimes it leads to frustration. Like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you showing up? And I only ask people to do things that I'm willing to do myself. But there's a lot of people in the world who aren't willing to go that extra mile There were even some segments of the documentary where Scottie Pippen in particular, he got hurt and then he got sick and then he got into an argument with uh, management and didn't want to play and all these things happened. And Michael had to put, you know, that drama to the side and he had to realize, you know what, my goal is to win. And he carried that team and he kept moving forward and he continued to have high expectations for everyone involved. And I think it can be really frustrating as the leader of a company or as someone who is the visionary and someone who's constantly showing up, when other people don't do it in the same way, it can be frustrating, especially if you're putting in tons of effort. And I think that's what Michael experienced from time to time. Uh, But at the same point, like I said, he didn't worry about people liking him. On the practice days, he would be pushing everyone. And there were some of his teammates who literally said, yeah, he was a jerk. But he made everyone better. And he prepared us for winning six championships. He prepared us for showing up as our best selves. He pushed us to the next level. And I think there's a way to do that with your team and the people in your environment and, um, you know, still be respected and still be honored. And yeah, you might come off as a bit of a jerk or a bitch from time to time, right? But, you know, if it's in service to the vision, right, and no one's getting hurt and you're not um, being an evil person, you're just being strong and you're being motivating, I think that that can be a really powerful thing to have on a team. It can be a powerful person to have in a community. It can be a powerful person to have as your coach. We want people who are going to make us better. Nobody wants to be mediocre. Nobody wants to be on a team and not actually excel. People want to be able to be pushed and to reach that next level of success. And that's definitely what Michael did. And I actually was really inspired by the fact that he didn't worry about people liking him. He just wanted them to get the result. And I think that especially when we're business owners and if you're a coach or consultant or you're someone who does sales calls, sometimes you don't want to push people because you want them to like you and you don't want to have the difficult conversations on the team because you want the team to like you. But we have to keep in mind what the vision is and take action that's in service to the vision. It's not about being liked. It's not personal. It's business. Okay. And, and I really respect that about him, you know, not caring about what other people think. Cause I know for me, that's something that I definitely have struggled with. The next episode that I wrote a note about was episode nine. So there was, um, a shot 
that was in, I wrote this down, so I'm not remembering this. I'm not that impressive. (laughs) So basically it was game four and there were a few seconds left and Reggie Miller scored. And this was somebody who was on the other team. And within seven seconds, with 0.7 seconds, Michael had the chance to shoot and make the game-winning shot, but he missed. And so they were at the Eastern Conference Championships. They ended up tying two and two. And Michael was interviewed basically saying, you know what? We thought we were going to close it. We thought we were going to finish this in, in you know, a record amount of games, but we didn't. You can't get attached to the how. We're still going to do it. Okay. And I loved that quote. He said, you can't get attached to the how. And I think that's so powerful because how often are we attached to the how? We're attached to uh, winning the series in a certain amount of games. We're attached to getting this amount of people in a program. We're attached to having a yes on a sales call. And it's not over until it's over. And I think that we all need to remember that, of course, it's important to have goals. It's important to have drive. But let's also not get attached to the how and recognize that however it's meant to happen, that's how it's going to happen. And all we can do is truly show up and do our best. So I really loved that. Um, the next part of that episode that I wrote down was the World Series, uh, their their big game against the Utah Jazz in 1997. And there was something that um, happened before the last game. So Michael was actually in a hotel room and he ordered pizza and or his, his staff ordered pizza. And for whatever reason, I, I don't understand this. James and I were so confused. Apparently, his staff members told the pizza place that this pizza was for Michael Jordan. Okay, so they're in Utah, and and as rumor has it, the the pizza was uh, tampered with, and there was some sort of issue um, with it, and Michael ended up getting food poisoning. And so he had this game the very next day and, you know, got to the to the um, location and was so sick, could barely stand up, had been throwing up, hadn't eaten anything. And he had to play this game and he channeled something within that gave him the strength to actually show up. And I wrote this down. So in 44 minutes in that game, he scored 38 points. He was like a machine. And one of the um, players talked about, you know, the fact that he tapped into something that, you know, most people wouldn't be able to tap into. And it was that home at whole win mentality. And he knew that that was his role. He knew he had to show up and he knew it was mindset over his body. And so often we get ourselves into situations where we think we can't do it. We're too tired. It's not possible for us. It's too hard. And we have to remember how powerful our mind actually is and that it has the ability to see us through. It has the ability to get us to that next level. It has the ability to get us through anything. And so when you really fixate on the outcome that you desire, whether you're tired, whether you're sick, whether you're just struggling overall, you can actually make it happen. And I look at different athletes like this, and I look at the fact that You know, Michael, at one point, he decided he was going to retire from basketball and he actually uh, transformed his body so that he could play baseball. He spent a whole year transforming his body. And so when he came back to basketball a year later, I think it was maybe 18 months later, he had a completely different body. And so he basically didn't have to start over, but he had to recreate himself. And how often do we think recreating ourselves is going to be too hard? And we're not willing to show up. We're not willing to transform. We're not willing to do the work. We're not willing to be persistent or consistent. 
And that will only take you so far. You have to be able to channel something within. I know for me, there have been plenty of events. There have been plenty of webinars where I am sick, where I haven't slept. And I just, I I go to a different place. I become a different person and I don't let that stop me. I don't let that derail me. And that's what it takes because there's not going to be a perfect moment every single day. There's not going to be a perfect experience. Life is going to happen. We are all human. And so we have to be able to channel. And one of the ways that we can do that is by using our mind and fixating on the outcome that we desire, regardless of how we're feeling. One of the other things that I loved about this episode in particular was one of the players was talking about them watching tapes of other teams. And I was thinking to myself, I was thinking, we don't do that. (laughs) Do we even watch tapes of ourselves, of our webinars, of our Facebook lives? Do we watch tapes of us speaking on stage? Sometimes we do, but I know that this situation might be different um, because they were talking about reviewing the other players. But I'm just thinking, do we ever review ourselves? Do we ever review um, our delivery? Do I ever listen to this podcast back? No. And I think part of that is, you know, for fear of what we're going to see, for fear of seeing, oh, gosh, I'm not as good as I thought, or I need to get better, I need to do things differently, or I need to hire that speaking coach or whatever it may be. We don't necessarily want to know the truth. But I think we can learn so much from athletes and the way in which they observe the, the, the videos of themselves, they observe the videos of other teams, they prepare for what's to come by um, through that observation and through taking the time to actually see what their competition is doing and how they can strategize to move past that or to beat them or whatever it is. And I just think that that's something we need to do more of in the online space, especially those of us who have personal brands, those of us who are teachers, who are speakers, who are delivering content and sharing um, powerful information with the world. It's our duty to listen to the tape, to listen to the episode, to watch the video, to listen to the interview again, to see where we can improve. It's our duty to hire the coaches, to expand our knowledge, to do the research, all of those things in preparation. How often are we literally just showing up instead of truly preparing? And I'm totally guilty of this as well. I can do a lot on the fly, but that doesn't mean that I should. And so if that resonates with you today, just take a second, listen to your last interview, watch your last Facebook Live, ask somebody to give you feedback. I know it can be scary, but that's how we improve. And if the greats like Michael Jordan and his team are watching videos and they're watching videos of their not only their competition, but of themselves so they can improve, that's something that we can learn from and we can do more of on a daily basis. One of the next episodes was episodes 10, episode 10, and um, I wrote down this line that said, Michael Jordan's superpower was being present. And I thought that was so beautiful because how often, again, to use all of us in comparison, how often are we not present? That was one of the reasons why Michael was able to have such success in a game where he literally had food poisoning. He was present. He was right there. He was making it happen. And in the world where we all have shiny object syndrome, where we all have a million things on our plate, uh, it can be difficult to be present. Even in the midst of me recording this episode right now, I had to make sure that I turned off uh, all my notifications, turned off my phone, shut down my email, shut off Facebook, all of those things that could threaten to distract me. And I want to be right here. I want to be present. I want to be able to deliver this episode in the best way I possibly can. 
And it's the same thing with with Michael Jordan in these episodes. The thing that killed me every time I saw this was he would go to practice literally for hours and he would have all these games. I think they had... I don't even, I don't want to mess this up, but it was something like two thirds of the year they had games. It was a crazy amount of games. And um, I might've totally butchered that, but I know that when I heard the amount of games, it was, it was crazy. (laughs) So, but he would have all these games and then on his, on his off days, he would go and play golf. And I was thinking to myself, like who, obviously he's an athlete, but who, who plays basketball, you know, 80% of the time. And then on his time off goes and plays golf. But he was super present. He was there on the basketball court when he needed to be. And then during his time off, he was there on the golf course and he was relaxing and he was recentering himself. And that was the thing he liked to do for fun. And so he was able to give it all because he took himself off the basketball court and did something different. And I think for those of us who are obsessed with our work and we're obsessed with what we do, we have to find other moments of presence and do something different and be able to be present, whether it's with our family or go for a hike or even meditate or read a book or whatever it is. We have to find that time to recover just like an athlete would. And that recovery looks different for everyone. But I really think that so often we are trying to do six billion things at once and we're bouncing back and forth and throughout the day, We might be in a sauna at one point and then we're on Facebook and then we're recording a video and then we're doing Facebook Live and all these different things and bouncing back back and forth requires a lot of energy and it wastes a lot of energy. And so that presence is so, so key here. The other thing that I loved that Michael said was, why would I would I think about missing a shot I haven't taken yet? Why would I think about missing a shot I haven't taken yet? And I want to end this episode with this here because I think this is so powerful. Why would I think about missing a shot I haven't taken yet? So this is something that I know I'm completely guilty of. There are times where I worry about the launch before it even happens. I worry about the interview before it even happens. I worry about not making the money before it happens right? And these are things that I've worked on over the past six years, really transforming my thinking about certain situations. And Michael's so right. Why are we worrying about missing a shot or failure or the launch not working or the business not working or the website crashing? Why are we worrying about all of those things when they haven't even happened? And so his point there is he didn't let the fear of failure get in his head. He didn't let anything that was to come tell him that he wasn't going to be capable or successful. He believed in himself. And that drive obviously came from within. It came from, in the beginning, they talked about how his dad was very hard on him. And one of the reasons why he was so fueled to be successful was to prove his dad wrong. (laughs) And his dad ended up being one of his biggest supporters. But there was something within that fueled him and he knew that he could do it. He knew he could be successful, but he trained his mind not to even think about the failure. And so I really want to leave you with that because it's so important that you also train your mind not to think about the failure. Think about what could possibly go right, not what could go wrong. Think about yourself making the shot. Think about yourself giving it your all. Think about yourself winning. Think about yourself having the successful launch, having the successful business, getting the website up, having the speaking gig, getting clients coming your come your way. All of those things are possible for you, but we have to train our mind to see that and to not think about the missing shot, okay? 
So I hope you enjoyed this episode today. I loved this documentary. Like I said, go ahead, check it out. It's called The Last Dance. And I'm curious to know once you watch it, what your biggest takeaways are. These are mine, but I'd love to hear yours as well. So always feel free to comment below in our blog, or you can leave a message, or you can email us at info at iheartmylife.com. I hope you loved today's episode. As always, if you resonated with this message and know someone who needs to hear it, please send it their way. And per usual, if you can comment and leave a review on iTunes, we would be forever grateful. I look forward to talking to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the I Heart My Life show. For more inspiration, success tips, and ways to achieve your life and business goals, definitely follow me on Facebook and Instagram on I Heart My Life Now. See you next time.